If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 1 again tonight, and I will close. I'll begin closing, amen? So I'll have you out of here in just a few minutes. I want to respect your time uh, being here, and I appreciate those good testimonies. Appreciate that good singing. Appreciate Brother Randy being back singing with us, amen? I'm glad he's breathing with us after that uh, motorcycle accident. Could have killed him uh, very easily. Uh, it was a terrible accident, and uh, his head could have took that brunt instead of his ankle. And God spared his life. He'll be telling you more about that. Uh, he'll probably be preaching next, uh, next week at the watch night service and uh, have another preacher come and visit with us. And they'll be preaching and we'll have a great time. And we're going to say, well, why are you going to start at six? Because we're going to eat a long time. Amen. Uh, we're going to eat. We'll have about a two hour meal. I've already got it planned. Uh, so that we'll be back in here with, with some uh, short messages afterwards and testimonies. It'll be a great time. And I want to tell you something. If you stay home and watch a bunch of drunks, what? Uh, look at a ball falling from the sky, uh, God could judge your whole year because you might be looking at that falling all year long. What you need to do is fall on your knees and thank God that God gave you one more year and that He's going to give you another year if it's God's will and another day and another moment. And day by day, you'll serve the Lord. If I get to preach next, uh, next uh, uh, Sunday night, I'm going to preach on how to know the will of God and enjoy it. I love the will of God, don't you? I enjoy it. And it's day by day. Preach that often, but it's day by day. Let's stand on the Word of God. I'm just going to read a few verses. I won't read the whole passage. But I want you to notice, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That's the profound deity of Christ. And then the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him. Not anything uh, made that was made. And in Him was life. And in that life was the light of men. I'd like to preach tonight using this uh, next verse and a few more on the challenge of Christmas. It says, and the light shineth, and I want you to circle the next word, in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Skip on down to verse 11 to save time so you can get to your family uh, get-togethers. It says in verse 11, and he came into his own, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even with them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, that's why we got to go to them, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, dwelt among us, among us. And we beheld his glory, and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, this was of whom I spake. In other words, I told you he was coming. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we received and grace for grace. For the law was given uh, by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time the only begotten Son, which is the bosom of the, is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. You may be seated, Father. Help us to receive the challenge of Christmas tonight. Lord, I thank You that as sure as You came the first time, uh, all the prophecies telling us that You're coming the second time and coming soon. And Lord, help us. God, help us to realize that You came to us and that we ought to go to them and be soul winners, and missionaries, and witnesses, and voices crying in the wilderness, lights 
shining in the darkness and being uh, God real and right and, and faithful and brilliant testimonies to reflect your love. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was thinking about this phrase in verse 5. It says, and the light shineth in the darkness. Didn't say it's it's shown on the darkness. It shined in the darkness. Now, if you want to dissipate darkness, just turn on some lights. Amen. I'm amazed how much more light we have in here. We may have to take some out now because I see all your frowns and it worries me. Amen. I can see you nod and not come up. Uh, uh, you know, I can see the drool coming out of your mouth when you're sound asleep. It's, 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 it's brilliant up here, praise God, just brilliant. And some of y'all, y'all wouldn't smile or laugh if I told the greatest joke in the world, so I'm going to forget that. But uh, I want you to know this. It, it, he didn't shine just on the darkness. He, he shone in the darkness. That's what the word means, dwelt among us. Uh, folks, he came into his own, his own received not, but praise God, he dwelt among us. The word dwelt means tent or tabernacled himself on us. And the only hope for men in darkness is the light of life, verse 3 through 5. Amen. He came to us. He's light and he's life. And the Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on him. So I want to close this message in John chapter 1 on the directions from God. We have the descent of God. We have the deity of God. Praise God, friend. I'm going to tell you something. We have uh, the, uh, the, the, the triune God making himself manifest to us. And then he gives some directions right in the middle of this great Christmas theme. He says, I want to give you some directions. Uh, verse 36 and 37, uh, uh, verse 15, the Bible says, J- John, bear witness of him. And then you go to verse 36 of this first chapter of John. And the Bible says this, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. I mean, he, and then right before he was baptized in verse 29, the next day, John seeing Jesus coming to him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He wasn't having a religious ceremony of baptism. He was witnessing, and he was giving witness that, folks, Jesus is the Lamb of God to an unbelieving world. And, folks, listen. They remain unconscious of the light because they allowed Satan to blind them from the glorious light of the gospel. Uh, their wisdom and intellect, their religion, uh, caused the preaching of the cross to mean nothing, 1 Corinthians 1, 18-20. They're groping in darkness of sin and, and in this world, and it's getting darker and darker. But Jesus, here's the challenge of Christmas. Here's the challenge of Easter. Here's the challenge for all Christians. We are to reflect the light of God. And we are to reflect not only the light of God, we're to reflect the likeness of God. The likeness of God. I want you to turn in uh, John's epistle, 1 John chapter 2, verse 8. And he has this theme all through uh, 1 John about manifesting the Lord, why he came. But look at this in 1 John 2, 8. Would you look at, look at the word just a few minutes? It says, and again, a new commandment right unto you, which... Uh, thing is true in him and in you because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. And he that saith he's of the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in light and there's none occasion of stumbling in him. Folks, we're not to be stumbling blocks, we're to be stepping stones. We're to be lights in this world, this dark and dismal world. 
Here's the challenge of Christmas. I'm going to sum it up. It's found in 1 John 4, in verse 17. Matter of fact, I want to read verse 14. It says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And most of us will stop there and say, well, praise God, I was in the Christmas service, I'm doing okay. And you are, and thank God for you being here. <clears throat> but the Bible says this, in verse, here's the challenge of Christmas. In verse 17, <clears throat> it says this, let me read on down to it. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. We have known and believed that the love that God has to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Folks, herein is our love made perfect, mature, obvious, manifested, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Let me just say this. John the Baptist did not want any credit or any glory. He said, I'm not worthy to buckle his shoes and I must decrease that he might increase and he was a voice crying in the wilderness and folks he was a witness he gave witness we're to point men and ladies to the light we're to cry out in the world behold the Lamb of God and we're to cry out to the world look at John chapter 1 verse 18 back in John chapter 1 the Bible says in John 1 18 no man has seen God at any time the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And so, folks, nobody's seen God but Jesus has reflected his likeness. What are we called to do? We're called not just to bring Christmas to people's hearts, we're to bring Christ to people's hearts by walking in the light and witnessing. And, folks, the Bible says perfect love, perfect love, back in 1 John chapter uh, 4, perfect love, uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Folks, listen, I believe that perfect love means this. When you face God, you won't be afraid of the shame of not representing God and being who God's called you to be. You won't be embarrassed. But also, I believe this could uh, apply to us in our everyday life in this challenge, is that we ought to take a chance. Perfect love fears not. Let me just say this, mom and daddy, don't teach your children to fear everything but God. You know, I would have never started this church if I'd have went by fear. And I'm not saying I'm a brave person. I'm very shy and very introvert, really. But I had to take a chance of love. I knew God wanted me to love this community and love this flock. And love casteth out fear. I was scared to death to start this church. Hey, listen. If, if, if you, listen to me very closely. If you do not have love, you'll never get married. Because you'll be afraid she'll be a flop. Excuse me. You're afraid that he'll be a flop. You're afraid that you won't make it. How many, you know, oh, I would get married, but he won't be the perfect person. Let me just say this. He won't. And she won't either. But God can make a great marriage. Amen. Hey, listen to this now. If, 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 if you don't want to take a chance in life, you'll never be bold in your witness. Love casts out fear. And folks, a lot of people live by fear. What should we live by? Faith. By faith. 
And I want to tell you something. God can make you fruitful by faith. And God cannot, and I don't think he's given us a spirit of fear. Oh, I, I would go to South Africa, but I might get a gun pointed at me. Or I, I might, uh, uh, my wife might not like it. Or my children might not like it. And I want to tell you this, friend. It takes, a, it takes a leap of faith to do anything for God. But I want to tell you something. Love casts that fear out. You just love God so much, you just go ahead and do it. You love souls so much, you just do it. You love God so much, you just do it. And folks, listen, the message of Christmas is this. There's a wilderness, there's darkness, and God's called you to be a light. God's called you to bring Jesus, as Mary brought Jesus into this world, tabernacle him and, and, and carry him and the steps of faith and see the potential in one prospect. You need to take a chance in this coming year of faith. And folks, I want to tell you something. You might fail, but I'm going to say this. I'd rather fail trying and then being in the will of God than sit at home in my blessed assurance and never do anything for God. I'm glad Jesus stepped out. I'm glad that all the apostles and the disciples stepped out. And they had great adventures and they gave their lives. They became martyrs. But I want to tell you something. As they decreased, Christ increased. And even as they died and was uh, uh, crucified and and martyred and beat to a pulp and imprisoned and starved and shipwrecked and, 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 and scourged, God was magnified. See, the Lord knows that even through our suffering that God can be magnified and the light can shine in the darkness. And folks, listen, through all the trials and troubles you go through, you need to realize perfect love casteth out fear and that as he is, so are we in this world. Amen? And folks, what is he? He's life, he's truth, and he is God. And So we ought to be God to people. We ought to be God barriers. We ought to be vessels of God. I see the pardon of love in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. It says, and, and this was manifested, the love of God towards us, because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. There's a step of faith. There's a step of God to this world. Folks, it's Jesus Christ going all the way across Calvary. And the Bible says it was manifestation of love. This whole theme of 1 John 4 is the love of God coming to people. There's the pardon. And then there's the persuasion of love in verse 11. It says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. How is anybody going to know that you're a Christian if you don't have love? Just like these two young men testified, they didn't even know how to express their love and somebody taught them. And love is turning from the world. Uh, 1 John 4, uh, uh, I mean, uh, 1 John uh, uh, 4 verse 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God towards us, because God sent His only begotten Son. So how are we to love like Christ loves us? How are we to go into this world as light in the darkness? We have a persuasion about love. It's the proof positive evidence uh, that you're saved. Amen? Uh, that you're saved, that you pass from death into life. I believe it's uh, uh, 3.14, I believe it is. It says that we pass from death into life because we love the brethren. They know that we pass. It's 1 John 3.14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And so, folks, listen, the challenge of Christmas is to take the gospel to a lost and dying world and take Jesus and be a testimony. 
So there's a persuasion there. He loved us. And then there's a proof of love. Look at uh, verse 22. Uh, excuse me, uh, verse 16. There is no 22 in that chapter. Uh, 16, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Folks, there's a profession of faith. Then there's a parakeet of love. It's the paraclete, it's the Holy Ghost of love. In verse um, 13, the Bible says this, Hereby know we, uh, know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. Folks, His Spirit is a Spirit of love. His Spirit is a Spirit of sacrifice. His Spirit is a Spirit of God. And You know, some people just don't think God's real. They just don't think He's real. They don't think He's relevant. They don't even think He's right. They're living in rebellion against their Creator. The deity of God is proclaimed in this first verse of John chapter 1. And folks, we ought to realize the Spirit of God will fill us to overflowing. And the results will be love. And I'll tell you what the results will be also. Lord, he's Lord. And so folks, this year you're going to be challenged to do a lot of things and be a lot of things. What you need to do is be so transparent that they see Jesus. You need to carry Jesus to a lost and dying world. You need to love him. And then you need to love others. Look at proclamation of love in verse 14. And we, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. It's one thing to see it, but it's another thing to testify it. And sometimes when they testify, they lost their lives. What are you going to give up for Christ this year? And so the challenge of Christmas is to proclaim His love, to be persuaded by His love, to be proof positive evidence of His love. Don't be fearful, but be faithful. Realize God's called you to bring the love of God to a lost and dying world. God's called you to be the light in the darkness. What a challenge. What a privilege. And we see that perfection of love in verse 12. It says, no man has seen God at any time. We're in 1 John 4. No man has seen God at any time. God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. No, man's, no man has seen God at any time. So Jesus showed them. But now it's 1 John Continues says, and he is in us, and because he has given us the Spirit. And so, folks, listen, what it's saying is no one has seen God, but you need to let God be seen in you. You need to be real. You need to be proof positive evidence of the love of God, the birth of Christ, the life of Christ, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the ascension of Christ, and the ever-living ministry of intercession of Christ. You ought to live that way. And folks, listen, the compensation of that is the perfection of love. Verse 17, here is in our love made perfect, obvious, mature, manifest, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because he, as he is, so are we in this world. What a challenge. As he is, so are we in this world. The condition of perfection is, verse 12, love one another. The compensation of that is, at the judgment seat of Christ, you won't be ashamed, but you'll present crowns at his feet. And those crowns will be, I love you, and I did all I did because I love you. I lived in this world for God's glory. And so we see the uh, conformity of his love is that you're like Jesus. We see the perceiving of his love in verse 16. We have known and believed the love of God hath to us. God is love. 
He that dwelleth in love, he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. And so I believe with all my heart there'll be a peace and tranquility in your life because there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And you know, the Bible says there's pretenders of love. It says, if, we, if any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. But he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this is a commandment that we have from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. The Lord came to seek and to save. and He didn't come to beat people over the head and condemn them to hell. He came to love them. And he proved that love at Calvary. And he became to be the light. He came to be the light. And the Bible says we ought to be a city set up on a hilltop, magnifying God through our works. Let your light so shine before men, glorifying God through your works. You ought to be faithful. You ought to be different. There ought to be a holy joy, a holy peace, a holy contentment, a holy purpose. God has designed us. God has descended to us. But let me just say, lastly, God has directed us to be a light and to be full of His love. In 1990, there's no greater joy than just representing God this year. Bringing Christ to people. Being a soul winner. Being a witness. Being a missionary at your street. Don't look at people and see what they got. Look at people and say, I wonder if they have Jesus. Don't class people, red, yellow, black, or white. Saw a picture of Luke uh, on his Facebook. I didn't know you had one, bud. And had a had you, uh, it was on your iPad at my house. I don't know, it might not be on Facebook. We just covered. And he was, he was just a little old guy. And all these little black boys was huddled around him. And they were having a time out there in the streets of South Africa. Wow, man, I mean, most teenagers, the only thing they're concerned about is if they got five girlfriends and if their hair's straight or they're, or they're, they're popular, or if they can run a touchdown or if they make a lot of money or something, or what will our people think? And folks, what we ought to be thankful about is what a joy it is to represent Christ and to rescue a sinner. In 1990, uh, Jason had a friend, I think he played basketball. He looked like a football player, a big old guy named Johnson. Big old guy, I can't remember. Matt Johnson, wasn't it? Matt Johnson, but praise God. I think he played basketball. He should have played football. Because he'd just go out there and knock everybody down, file out, get them, wear them down, knock everybody out, and then Jason come in and score the points, you know. And it was, just, it was, just, it was an unusual basketball player. You talk about blocking out, he just blocked them down, praise God. But, uh, one night, they knocked on my door, and they said, Hey, I need your help, preacher. I want you to pray. I said, what you, want, what you want to pray about? He says, My little brother Gabe is missing. We can't find him. And you know, this day and age, that's alarm system. So I said, Well, we'll do more and pray. We're going to form a search party, praise God. I was getting into action. And I remember we started searching. I think they lived in the same apartment complex over there on West Crawford or near there. We searched and searched for little Gabe. We searched for him. And after hours and hours, we found little Gabe huddled up on a grave 
and over there on, off of West Crawford Street, and he was crying, his half-naked shorts on, just freezing to death, scared, didn't know how to get home. And I remember the group of men that found him was right before me, and man, they started rejoicing. We found him. We found him. Praise God. They were, they were praising God, and they probably wouldn't even say, praise God, we found him. And there was joy. Man, I got in there and I got in that joy. That's holy dancing. Amen, like we preached on this. We were just, you know, on the grave site. We was on the grave. We was probably stomping on somebody's grave, some granddaddy's grave. We didn't care. We found him. We found him. It's because a bunch of men loved that little fella and went after him. And folks, how much more has God called us on this Christmas Eve to go to them, not shine on them, not talk about them, not just preach to them, but go in the darkness and let God dwell in their life. I'm not talking about compromise. I'm not talking about joining sinful activities. I'm talking about walking that darkness, not as a friendly sinner, but a friend to a sinner and let him shine and let him manifest his perfect love towards them. That's the challenge of Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time we've had. And I pray, dear God, that we would just be as these candles light that dissipates the darkness. God, that we'd be a perfect love that casts us out fear. That we'd have some confidence, not cockiness, but confidence to go to our neighbor and God pull out a track and pull out the word of God and bake a cake and and love them when they're in the hospital and visit them when they're in shut-in and love our neighbors and keep on loving them and love our workmates and keep on loving them. And Lord, dear God, walk in that dark and cold plant and Lord, the, the love of God would be manifested like you came to us. May we go to sinners and be a light in darkness and be a life in the place of death. But Lord, it's not us. We're like John the Baptist. All we can do is cry out, behold the light and behold the Lamb. God, make us witnesses. Help us, Lord, to realize that Christmas is not just a celebration of Fort Lowe and decorations and worship services and nativity scenes, but it's Christ in us, the holy glory. It's the love of God in us. It's you being manifested through us.